Welcome to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. Denver approved the International Building Code with some amendments in January 2023. For developers who relied on the city's building code as it was written in 2019, this presents a dilemma. Which code applies to development projects in the middle of the approval process, and what changes are required to keep these projects moving? Tune in as shareholders Zach Siegel and Blair Lichtenfels break down how the perpetual motion of development could complicate compliance with the new code, the details of the city's transition policy, and how developers can navigate the change and its impacts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Real Talk Denver podcast. Until we get a potentially better name, which we are still open to, feel free to reach out. Um, I am here today with my colleague, Blair Lichtenfels. And Blair, today on our podcast, just the two of us, we're going to talk about an issue that is impacting a lot of our clients in the city of Denver imminently. Really important. I think that this is more of like a client alert to say to folks that are out there, hey, this is a really important issue. Blair keeps sending me emails about it, so I know it's a really important issue. Blair, we're talking about the Denver Building Code. It sounds like it's getting an update. Can you tell me what is going on? Sure. So um, the city and county of Denver, specifically the city council, adopted the 2022 International Building Code with amendments in January of 2023. And this new building code will be effective on May 1st of 2023. Um, the way the city and county of Denver typically does this is they they take these um, promulgated building codes from the International Building Code and they amend them slightly for Denver-specific, environmentally-specific items, other sort of policies they want to advance. And so they end up adopting them with Denver-specific amendments. Typically, these adoptions are slightly delayed from when the codes are actually officially promulgated, but that's basically how it works. Okay, so we have a new building code governing issuance of building permits. Why is this relevant now? So obviously, um, building code updates are really important. They they are promulgated with the idea to um, continue to ensure that our buildings are safe, that they are modern, that they are designed appropriately for uh, updated environmental and, and, and other sort of best practices, right? And the reason that I'm focused on this at this particular moment is, you know, as everyone in the development community is well aware, community planning and development is running behind in terms of approving both our site plans, which is sort of the precursor to approval and issuance of a building permit. And there's a little bit of a delay in the building permit process. Everything is moving more slowly. And so the idea is that certain applicants and developers have been designing things since, let's say, late 2021, early 2022. They were using the 2019 Denver Building Code. And when they were initially submitting their concept site plan submittals, it was reasonable to think that they would get approval within about 12 months. That would be right around now. Well, now it's more likely going to be 18, 20, 24 months before those site plans are approved. And all of a sudden, our clients are faced with this bifurcation can we continue using our 2019 Denver Building Code plan, or do we have to update and use the 2022 plan? Yeah, Blair, I think when you sat me down and said that we needed to do a podcast on this topic, it made a lot of sense to me because development is just not a stagnant process that exists with a deadline of one moment in time. You know, obviously, our developer clients are relying on 
the building code and they're looking at it as it's written at the time that they're working on their project. But now when you introduce a new building code or updates to an existing building code, the, the obvious question is who needs to comply with what version of that code and what happens in the interim and how is the municipality working with our developer clients to help them help guide them through that process. So tell me who does need to comply with the 2023 update to the building code. Sure. And and let's be clear. I mean, the, the city is, and CPD specifically, is aware that we, they have to give people time to comply with these. And I, I, you know, CPD is always good about thinking about deadlines and giving people enough updates so they know that these things are coming. But here's what you need to know. So the effective date for the um, 2022 Denver Building Code is May 1st of 2023 things to know about that date. Any project that submits for a foundation-only permit by May 1st, 2023, so a complete submittal to the building department, will remain subject to the 2019 Denver Building Code. They don't need to comply with the 22, you know, any changes in 2022. They can continue designing under the 2019. Now, it should be noted that there are certain deadlines for performance under 2019. So you have to maintain an active application, which is ensuring that things are moving forward on 180-day increments. So you can't let your application sit with the building department and not do anything for 180 days. Once a permit is issued, you need to um, continue construction. You can't stop construction for more than 60 days. So there certainly are some guardrails to ensure that 2019 projects move along efficiently. But so May 1st is a big deadline, foundation-only permit. But there are a lot of projects in the pipeline that are designed under the 2019 code that won't be able to submit for a foundation-only permit by May 1st of 2023. And the city has uh, adopted what they are calling a transition policy. So this is a rule and regulation that's promulgated by the building official, and it's on the Denver website. Anyone can access it. And the transition policy allows for some extended dates and deadlines for um, permit submittal and permit approval and commencement of construction between sort of May 1st of 2023 and uh, January 1 of 2024. And projects that comply with the transition policy are also able to stay under the 2019 DBC. So, Blair, talk me through why applicants would want to proceed under the transition policy as a major project. Sure. So, for this, there is a process first to to um, be eligible to participate under the transition policy. And let me just quickly hit on that because that has an important deadline as well. So, in order to proceed under the transition policy, applicants need to provide an email letter to the building official no later than April 30th of 2023. And that email needs to include generally sort of the following, a request to proceed under the 2019 Denver Building Code, um, the address and project master number on the project, a description of the project, stories, floor area, occupancy, valuation, et cetera, and then evidence that that particular project complies with the definition of major project. And if you if you do all of those things, you are eligible to proceed under the transition policy, which will give um, applicants more time to get their building permits and commence construction and, and utilize the 2019 code. Yeah, from my perspective, this seemed pretty pragmatic to me as we talked about it. Gives It gives developers of larger projects, essentially, we're going to talk a little bit about what qualifies as a major project, but gives you more time and allows you to rely on the policy that you... The, the building code you've been relying on since you started, you know, conceptual work on your project 
a long time ago, which is helpful. So what is a major project, Blair? Sure. I think it's actually easiest to talk about what a major project isn't than what a major project is. And these definitions are in the building code and they're also in the transition policy. But a major project is something that is not a new single family dwelling. It is not a two family dwelling. It is not a townhouse project that is um, designed in accordance with the international residential code. It's not a tenant improvement. And it's not any project with a total valuation of less than $10 million. So for the most part, the major projects will include most of our developers' sort of significant development and redevelopment projects. Significant commercial projects going sure. on in the city. And talk me through the process for being deemed a major project, because it seems like that's critical for a lot of our clients. Yep, absolutely. So um, I mentioned previously, you need to deliver uh, a letter to the building official by April 30th of 2023. That letter, you need to identify that you're a major project. And this is sort of what it ends up getting you. And and this is approved at the discretion of the building official, assuming you meet the definition of major project and you submit a complete letter. But you need to commit that all phases of construction drawing permit application, so this is your foundation permit, your podium, your superstructure permit, etc., exclusive of any deferred submittals, will be submitted to the agency before September 1st of 2023 if you're submitting them all at once, or if you're separating it into a phase submittal, which we see more commonly, at least the foundation phase will be submitted by July 1st of 2023. Additionally, the applicant needs to commit that the foundation first phase permit will be obtained by November 1st of 2023, and construction must be commenced by January 1 of 2024. So let's just talk a little bit about what this means. To obtain a permit, it means that all reviews must be approved and the commercial construction permit must be issued to the contractor. So obviously, typically, it's the contractors who are picking up the permits, not the actual applicant. I think more importantly for our clients to understand is what commencement of construction means. This means that the commercial construction permit for the foundation has been issued, the site must be fenced and secured, the contractor must be mobilized, and foundation construction must have commenced. What does that mean? Right, We, t- we try to define this in our documents all the time, but what it means under the transition policy is that you have poured concrete for the foundation elements. This is not just setting forms or placing rebar. Um, and notably, permit and site work for excavation and shoring is not considered to satisfy this criterion. So this is real commencement of construction by January 1 of 2024. This seems like a really big deal for our clients. Um, a deadline for construction of that magnitude is significant for a lot of the projects. Blair, I, I don't know if we have done any significant diligence. into. Do we have a sense for what the city will do if, if our folks don't hit those future dates? Well, I think at that particular moment, if you if you've designed your project under the 2019 code and you haven't hit those dates, and you're going to have to proceed and look back at redesign under Revert the 2020 code, into 2022, right? Right. So obviously, that would be a, a really tough thing for for clients to swallow in terms of time and cost, and also I think in terms of the covenants and obligations that they have to their equity partners and their um, you know financing partners. It's certainly, a scary thought as you proceed to go vertical on your project. <laughs> (laughs) 
Um, I see Blair's face. She, she, she agrees. This is definitely a concern for a lot of clients. I mean, typically, and, and I want to be clear that normally, you know, once you have a permit issue, you do have to, you know, proceed with construction, but there isn't a hard date, right? So oftentimes people are able to time this and pick up their permits, you know, basically right about as they're ready to go, right as they've closed their construction loan, and they can make sure that they're going to have ongoing compliance. But here we have a hard date, not just a, oh, you know, once you pick it up, you have to keep going and you can't abandon the project for 60 days. It's you must be in the ground on January 1 of 2024, meaning you have to have a construction loan closed. You have to have all of your equity sorted out, all of your permitting done. You have to have, most importantly, I'll get to in a minute, your site plan has to be approved and and that type of thing. So obviously, given the volatility in the the capital markets right now and sort of what's going on at the city in terms of timelines for SDP approvals, this is causing a lot of clients a lot of consternation. Yeah, this is just putting an additional layer of pressure that didn't otherwise exist on these projects as they move forward. It's really, really interesting. So Blair, I I know the city is considering an extension of the EHA EHA exemption. Have you heard of any plan to extend deadlines under the transition policy? Yeah, sure. So, so I think as many people know, the city is um, considering extending. And let's let's go back to the, the EHA exemption. So, as everyone knows, the city um, pa- adopted uh, a mandatory affordable housing ordinance in June of 2022, and the city did a great job of putting some predictability around this and saying that projects could be exempt if they submitted a concept site development plan by June 30th of 2022 and had a fully approved site development plan by August 30th of 2023. Well, obviously, there are a lot of factors at play here, but it's taking considerably longer than that to get SDPs approved in the city of County of Denver right now. As I mentioned, we're looking at you know, 18, 20, 24 months right now. And so a lot of people who submitted concept site plans in Q1 and Q2 of 2022 will not get those site plans approved until Q1 and Q2 of 2024. So accordingly, CPD is working with city council to consider an extension of that August 30th of 2023 date. They're looking at um, May 17th of 2024 and and possibly looking at providing some good faith extensions till the end of 2024 for projects that have um you know, are on their fourth round submittal and and so on and so forth. And we'll see that um, come in front of the Land Use and Transportation Infrastructure Committee likely in April. And we'll probably do a quick podcast about that in the coming weeks. But a lot of people have been talking to CPD and the building official about extending the dates under the transition policy so that you can get a site plan approved in Q1 and Q2 of 2024, and typically you're not going to receive your superstructure permit until that site plan is approved as well, and therefore you can still stay under the 2019 code. It's my understanding at this time that I think that's not something that, that CPD is is working on, but obviously everything is an ongoing um, discussion, and that could potentially change. So certainly some things that have the potential to change, but obviously this is an immediate issue for our clients. What What are the key takeaways here? Yeah, I think in the short term, it's these immediate deadlines. So if you um, are have designed a project under the 2019 code, you're not approved, you don't have your permits, if it's possible, get your foundation permit application in by May 1st. If that's not possible, make sure that you submit a letter to the building official, Eric Browning, by April 30th. And that letter should identify that you're a major project and comply with the other components in the transition policy. 
And then after that, I think it's working with your capital partners and CPD to make sure that you can hit those commencement of construction deadlines. And I think likely, if you think you can't hit those deadlines, it's evaluating the impacts and the process of redesigning the project under the 2022 code. Um, Those are the things that I'm telling my clients to think about. And and certainly we're working through a, a number of different nuances for different clients in different stages of the approval process. Yeah. And the deadline is fast approaching. We are uh, under 30 days away from that April 30th deadline. So the moment in time is is right now. Absolutely. Blair, I think that was incredibly helpful. The down and dirty very fast. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, Blair and I are we're now on our fourth one of these podcasts. We're having a lot of fun with it. We hope that you're enjoying listening to them. Um, and, you know, on at least one so far, we've had the ability to bring in one of our colleagues who is an expert to talk about, you know, we did it on one of the referred questions uh, in the Denver election. But I got to say, it's a, a lot of fun when the expert is the person that I do the <laughs> podcast with anyway. So, Blair, thank you so much for taking us through that. That was excellent. And I think a lot of our clients and other folks in town will benefit from that quick summary. Sounds great. Thanks, Zach. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein High at Farber Shrek podcast series. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Visit bhfs.com for more information.